on this episode of Why Watch That. Who did y'all think was voting? Like, what world are we living in? Like, this is shocking. Stop it. And and then they also get an expose on all the wheeling and dealing that goes on behind yeah. the scenes. You know, them being whisked to France for Emily in Paris and all this stuff. Is this a shock? This explains their nominees and winners. Hello. <laughs> it's really? all about the campaign. Al Pacino and Hunters. And he said he was sleeping. Because he's like, why am I even here? I mean, like. (laughs) She got wigs and glasses and uh, paunches and everything else in that movie as you're talking, subbing. I mean, she went all the way there. The problem is that movie. (laughs) I mean, you get, you get it. Well, but you know what I it, mean. Who um, knows? Maybe Emerald sent fennel dishes to the awards people here. I have no idea. <laughs> Why watch that as a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head to head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome, Welcome to, to Why, Why Watch, watch That. that. This episode of Why Watch That is supported by Entrepreneur Meal Plan. It helps leaders and professionals feed their bodies and business as well. You know, Critic, I got Mm. a chance to attend a wonderful event by EMP here Uh in Los Angeles. And it was so amazing because Brandy Cochran was able to gather people from all sorts of walks of life. We were able to gather together, have real talk and some real good food too. Mm -hmm. It was a hit. It's food for the soul and the body, which is so hard to find. So if you want to learn more about Entrepreneur Meal Plan, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, go to entrepreneurmealplan.com. The Why Watch That Talk. Well, it is our annual take on... This is the start of the award seasons, folks, actually. Yes! (laughs) We are full throttle into the award season. And this is our annual Golden Globes reaction. Oh, my gosh. We have, Critic, been doing this for seven years. Okay, what's next? I'm not even going to let that sink in. (laughs) (laughs) This is our seventh Golden Globe. And to be honest with you, it's no different. It's been pushed back. Usually we're in January when we see the Golden Globes. um, And it's like right after January. I'm telling those stars. I've got to diet and I don't know what they have to do after that Christmas dinner and, you know, (laughs) holiday feasting. They got to slip into some little slinky little gown and try to prance down a big old red carpet. Well, that didn't happen. This (laughs) particular Golden Globes, obviously, we are still in this pandemic and they did things differently, but even more different than that. They were live in Mm -hmm. um, a facility and Amy Poehler and Tina Fey were our hosts this year. And of course we uh, saw some other SNL alumni making an appearance and doing bits and things like that. And I always enjoy those ladies. I mean, they're really lovely women in general, but they are also funny to me. Mm -hmm. So um, you know what? Can I, can I get this off my chest? Do you mind? Go ahead. Can we give my, can't you just host? Can we make that happen? My Rudolph, can, I, I, can, I, can you get I, on that? <laughs> well, I mean, 
Does Maya Rudolph want to do it? I don't know why she has it. It's baffling. So she had a variety show with um, Martin Short. Um, mm-hmm. And I wouldn't mind that. Let, let's make that happen. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about these Golden Globe nominations, which they got in hot water because none of these folks voting were people of African descent, shall we say. They weren't Black. Mm. So um, there's been yeah. a lot of controversy with that. And it's about 80, 90-something people. 87. 87 people. So 87 people every year vote for these people and it really starts off the award season. Did they get it right? Yeah. According to why I watch that. Well, it's so funny to me though, this whole, you know, they don't have any black members and all of this stuff. Who did y'all think was voting? Like what world are we living in? Like, this is shocking. Stop it. And and then they also, cause I think it was the New York times. They had an expose on all the wheeling and dealing that goes on behind yeah. the scenes. So everybody, if you want to look it up, you can, you know, them being whisked to France for Emily in Paris and all this stuff. Is this a shock? This explains they're nominees and winners. <laughs> Hello. Anyway, it's just it's, like, it's, it's really? all about the campaign. Yeah, all about I mean, the campaign. Well, okay. some of it, they got it right, in my opinion. Others, mm-hmm. I'm just baffled. But let's first start, and we'll go back and forth as we normally do, with the best performance by an actor in a supporting role in a series, limited series or motion picture made for television. That's a lot. Yes. John Bodega in Small Axe. That, that is on Amazon, folks. Yes. Uh, Brendan Gleeson, the comedy role. Dan Levy. What? Mm-hmm. Shit's Creek is not going away. <laughs> Shit's Creek. Jim Parsons for Hollywood. Okay. Uh, and Donald Sutherland for The Undoing. Your Honor, my husband didn't do it. I think she was supposed to be American. It didn't quite come out that way. Uh, guess who got it? John, John Boyega. Bodega. What? Yeah. Jo- Bodega. Boyega. Boyega. He is, he's the winner for Small Acts. And quite frankly, in this category... Any one of these guys could have taken it, but I think John is the surprise, to be honest. Well, you know, small acts, it's nice that it was recognized because the whole thing, is it a film? Is it a TV movie? You know, because it's five films. All of that was confusing for everyone, but it was, whether it's a TV movie or not, it was one of the best films of uh, this award season. So I'm, I'm glad that, you know, someone took something away for small acts. Yeah, great category, like all of them. Wonderful. Uh, next, best performance by an actress in a supporting role in a series, limited series, or motion picture made for TV. Gillian Anderson for The Crown, wigs and teeth and all. Helena Bonham Carter for The Crown as well. Julia Garner for Ozark, of course. Annie Murphy for Schitt's Creek. And Cynthia Nixon for Ratchet. Interesting. Winner. Okay. Gillian Anderson playing Maggie. <laughs> Maggie. <laughs> now this one, I don't know. Cause I like what Helena was doing in the crown as well. Uh, I mm-hmm. liked I liked it. And um Annie Murphy, I didn't mind either. I mean, this is a good category. The only one I'm kind of like, mm, is Cynthia Nixon. Not that she was bad in Ratchet, but okay. It was a little bit of a shock when it came out, but I I would actually, in this category, I would give it to Jillian. So mm-hmm. I agree with them on this one. Uh, the best performance by an actor in a limited series. Now, this is the big one. 
in a limited series or motion picture made for television. So here we go. Brian Cranston, your honor. Jeff Daniels, the comedy rule. Comey rule. Oh, sorry, the Comey. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it is a comedy. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Not. Uh, Hugh Grant, the undoing. Ethan Hawke. The Good Lord Bird, Mark Ruffalo. I know this much is true. You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. Great actors, all of these guys. I just, yeah, I don't know. It, it, was, it was great. Congrats, Mark. There we go. Yeah, love Congrats. all the actors. The shows. Next, best performance by okay. an actress in a limited series or motion picture made for TV. Kate Blanchett for Mrs. America. Daisy Edgar Jones for Normal People, Shira Haas for Unorthodox, Nicole Kidman for The Undoing, and Anya Taylor-Joy for The Queen's Gambit. Who won? Anya Taylor-Joy, strong category. Brava, brava. Except for Nicole Kidman, whom I love, because I did not like The Undoing. The rest of these ladies, I mean, hey, whatever. Go ahead. You know, anyone's a winner in this list. Like, yeah. But I personally would have gone with the Golden Globes choice as well. It was mm-hmm. a very, I, I, I explained it to you. I'm going with what impacted me. Like mm-hmm. what am I, when I walk out of 2020 and a little bit of this first part of 2021, what am I thinking about? Kate Blanchett is literally, excuse the crassness, could belch once and that's all she does for eight hours of a limited series and it would be brilliant because she would find the nuance in there (laughs) so you know great job with that but um Anya did a lot of work a lot of work when she's playing those chess games she's not trash talking she's trash talking with her face and Mm -hmm. what just I loved it best television limited series or um motion picture made for television so this is a big award Normal People, which that was one of your favorites this uh, loved it this year. Yeah, the Queen's Gambit. I mean, how can you how can you nominate the Queen and not the Gambit? <laughs> uh, small Acts, <laughs> The Undoing, and Unorthodox. And of course, it goes to the Queen's Gambit. No surprise there. I would have given it as well. I know Normal People is very very strong, and I know people had a huge reaction to unorthodox. But for me, the queen's gambit is another one of those. I will not forget it. Her and what you call in the basement. Yeah. Roughing uh, it around, learning chess, <laughs> popping whatever pill. I mean, just outside of the undoing. Like for me, I love the queen's gambit, love normal people. Small acts I thought was wonderful. Those would be the three where I would have to think. Um, but Queen's Gambit, why not? Now, best performance by an actor in a TV series, musical, or comedy, Don Cheadle in Black Monday. Oh, Don Cheadle. I think he's, what, what's the Susan Tucci? No, what's the girl? Lucci. Susan, he is the Susan Lucci of award shows. <laughs> we'll come back to Don in a moment. Nicholas Hoot in The Great. Eugene Levy in Shit's Creek. Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso. And Rami Youssef for Rami. Winner, Jason Sudeikis Yay! for Ted Lasso. Yeah, I mean, Ted Lasso was the just a wonderful blanket of last year on television. You know, when Jason was giving his acceptance speech, he went over and Don Cheadle gave him a signal to wrap it up. So that turned into a little bit of something. Um, <laughs> but Jason, hey, why not? I thought just a 
a wonderful actor for a wonderful role. Yeah, SNL alum. And by far, to me, the best Joe Biden on SNL. <laughs> Loved his Joe Biden. Best performance by an actress in a TV series, musical, or comedy. Yeah. So who's the actress? Uh, Lily Collins in Emily in Paris. I, okay. They flew them out to France and, and, and had them in a five-star hotel. <sighs> so you get your nomination. <laughs> My last name is Faison. My ancestors come from all over the world, but some of them are Frenchmen. I was offended by this TV show. It was absolutely offensive, and I don't see why we're nominating it. Mm. But okay, whatever. I do you. Uh, Kaylee Cuoco for Flight Attendant, Elle Fanning, the great Jane Levy, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Actually, I don't know if it's Levy. I think hers is Levy. Mm. Uh, Catherine O'Hara, Shit's Creek. Catherine O'Hara, Shit's Creek. Listen, hands down, Shit's Creek. Every season wasn't the greatest. You know, it, it was great, but the greatest. Catherine O'Hara, every season, every episode, killed it. Yeah, and so that she is just up there for me of of great comedic actor actresses actors. Who's period. better? Who's better is the question. I, I'm trying to find. Yeah. <laughs> so congratulations to Catherine. We certainly yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Um, best TV series, musical, or comedy, Emily in Paris, Netflix, because oh my gosh, of five-star just... hotels. It should be Emily in Paris, colon, five-star hotel in France. Now, also nominated the flight attendant, the great Schitt's Creek, and Ted Lasso, winner Schitt's Creek, final season. There you go. I will have to say that flight attendant was pretty... It was a ride, wasn't it? I, it, I thought it, it was great entertainment, is what I would call it. I would have to, though, give it to Ted Lasso. Mm. Because this season of Schitt's Creek... It, now, Wait. Schitt's Creek is like the American. It deserved... It's It's been overlooked for so long. Yes. I'm not mad at this win. Right. But if we were to, to go with pound for pound, yeah. I'm going 100% with Ted Lasso. Yeah, I think I would put Ted and Flight Attendant above this season of Schitt's Creek, but... You know. Yeah, you know. they deserve it. Yeah. Best performance by an actress in a TV series. Oh, we're going here. Yeah. Olivia Coleman, The Crown. Whoa. Mm. She's always nominated. Sometimes she wins. Sometimes she doesn't. Jodie Comer. Oh, my God. Emma Corrin, The Crown. Oh. Now, if you don't know who Emma Corrin is, Lady Die. Laura Linney, Ozark, for her dark work. And Sarah Paulson, Ratchet. Uh-huh. All of these actresses are freaking amazing, yeah. but Emma Corrin took it for this season, and I controversially agree. Hmm. I do. I loved yeah. Olivia Coleman more this season than last season, but Emma Corrin, there's as far as impact goes. Mm-hmm. Although there was that one scene or one episode. You remember that episode when she? Uh, I don't want to ruin it for everybody, but. Somebody comes into the Queen's chambers. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And. uh, Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I am not mad at this. I think that Emma Corrin and Olivia Coleman were both wonderful in The Crown. Absolutely wonderful. When I think, though, of The Crown, I think of Olivia, not Emma. But I'm certainly fine with this. See, you know, I think they I would have liked her 
to have been supporting. Exactly. Th- that's why I'm like, is she best actress in a TV series drum? Best actress? It's supporting. But you it know. is. It is. Yeah. But okay. I mean, they gave it to her. Congratulations to Emma. You deserve something. Shoot. She did great. I I yeah. was so I, I just rem- she just did great work. Great and, and, work. And and I also if you think about it, she had to play Lady Die. That is, I mean, you're really walking into it. So you're to come well, out, but you know, so is Olivia Coleman playing the older true. that we yes. know. We know this woman. So they both, you're right. Yeah. They both had strong currents going against them. Yes. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, it is, you're right, it is the crown, and Olivia Coleman will get more screen time, but for me, as far as the impact of mm-hmm. when I think of this season of The Crown, I go with the Charles and Lady Di storyline. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, and I, it, I always think about that scene you talked about. <laughs> so, uh, that's yes, the first yes. thing. Uh, but congratulations again to Emma. Well-deserved. Uh, best performance by an actor in a TV series, a drama. Jason Bateman in Ozark for his dark work, since you talked about Laura Liddy's. Uh Josh O'Connor for The Crown. Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul because <laughs> Al Pacino and Hunters. Okay. And he Matthew, said he was sleeping. Because he's like, why am I even here? I mean, like. <laughs> and Matthew Reese and Perry Mason. Winner is Josh O'Connor for The Crown. What a category. Okay. Why not? I mean, this well, to me is it's another category they have, Ref, with wonderful actors, but some of them I'm like, Wonderful actors. Yeah, exactly. Maybe not the performance in this particular. Yeah. Well. So out of this, I would well, choose but Josh. There, and we should talk. There is a scene. Every everybody in the mm. crown had us, you know, many scenes. But there's that scene. Some unspeakable things. You get towards the end, and yeah. you hear when that stuff comes out of his mouth. Yes. And the way it comes out of his mouth. I thought, whoa, I'm glad we're moving on from that actor. (laughs) You know, because it it was so impactful and real. And he did such an excellent job that... Excellent. He needs to move on to his next project. Because that was very... It was a hard watch. That was a hard, hard watch. Yeah. What about the best TV series for drama? We've got The Crown, of course. If you're going to nominate all these people. But every year, every season, The Crown has been nominated... It really is Netflix's golden uh, ticket. Lovecraft Country, which was a surprise nomination coming Mm -hmm. from HBO. um, The Mandalorian. Oh, oh, this is Disney Plus's first show to be nominated. Ozark, of course. I mean, Netflix is really coming in and also with Ratchet. So it's three Netflixes, an HBO, and a Disney Plus. Interesting. Usually This Is Us is in the mix. Not this season. It goes to the crown as it should. (laughs) Even though The Mandalorian, dang it, that was such a great favorite. But The Crown, I mean. How can you argue with it? You can't. I I mean. You can't. You can't. Whatever, y'all. Now, uh, (laughs) look. The film nominees, let's go into that, ref. Starting with, quickly, Best Motion Picture Animated, The Crude's A New Age, Onward, Over the Moon, Soul, and Wolf Walkers. Winner, Soul! Yay! I love that one. Yeah. Now, I saw Soul and Wolf Walkers, and I can't choose, so I'm glad they did for me. Soul wins. Well done. You've got Soul. Best Actress in a Supporting Role in a Motion Picture, uh, I love 
in any motion picture. I don't know why <laughs> in any of them. Right. That's <laughs> because they're saying whether it's uh, drama uh, or musical or comedy. In, okay, well, mm. they should specify in any category. Okay. T- just take it. All right, so his best actress is supporting role in any motion picture, as the ref said. Glenn Close <laughs> in Hillbilly Elegy. We have Olivia Colman for The Father. Jodie Foster for The it. Mauritanian. Amanda Seyfried for Mank. And Helena Zengel for News oh of the God. World. The little girl from that Tom Hanks movie. Winner, Jodie Foster for The Mauritanian. Interesting. What? <laughs> I ain't got it. Love I you, don't. Jody. I have nothing. I ain't got it. I mean, you know what? But honestly, I don't know. I haven't seen Mank yet, so I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't say I've seen new News of the World. I haven't seen Glenn Close's work. I've seen Olivia yeah. Coleman and Jodie Foster, and if I had to choose between those two, mm-hmm. well, I will say Glenn Close's wig is acting. So she, uh, I mean, she got wigs and glasses and uh, paunches and everything else in that movie as she talking seven. I mean, she went all the way there. The problem is that movie. <laughs> <laughs> is a problem. I, out of these five, would have given it to Olivia. I have seen at least parts of all of these. So that would be my thing. But, you know, Jodie Foster wins. I have to say, hats off. Helena is little, what, 12-year-old girl? Yeah. Maybe 10? 10. 10-year-old mm-hmm. girl who did outstanding work in News of the World. And I'm looking forward to seeing more from her. Yeah. Best actor in a supporting role in any motion picture. The nominees are Sasha Baron Cohen for The Trial of the Chicago 7, Daniel Kaluuya, which, what? Yeah. Okay. Judas yeah. and the Black Messiah. I don't know why he's in supporting. Jared Leto and the Little Things, him and his teeth and punch, his pudge or whatever you want to call it. And The Walk. The Walk. Bill Murray on the Rocks and Leslie Odom Jr. in One Night in Miami. Yeah. It goes to Daniel. Yeah. And if you're going to put him in a supporting actor role <laughs> category, yeah. Yes, he yeah. wins. Of course. To me, was smart on the PRs and marketing's part to do that. Not pound for pound what's going on on the screen. He is, that's a leading role. He's a titular character, as you say. He is the Black Messiah. So fine work, just fine work. Yeah, uh, to me, it's it's either Daniel or Leslie in this category. I think Leslie is the supporting actor, though. It's strange. That's, yeah. Yeah. Leslie's, if I would give it to Leslie if right. Daniel weren't in this category for supporting. Right. And that that's my thing. I'm like, well, if I think support, I, was, I go to Leslie. And that ending scene. I mean, he, anyway. So. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Best screenplay motion picture. Uh, Emerald Fennell, who wrote Promising Young Woman and directed it. Jack Fincher for Mank. Aaron Sorkin, The Trial of the Chicago 7, also directed it. Florian Zeller, who also directed this. And Christopher Hampton for The Father. And Chloe Zhao, who also directed Nomadland. Wait, is Jack Fincher's son, brother? It might be David Fincher's father. It's coming back to me because this was that project was a long gestating project from his father who wanted it to be done. Fascinating. Yes. Yes. Oh, that is fascinating. Yeah. But the winner is Aaron Sorkin uh, for the trial of the Chicago seven because he wrote the most words. (laughs) That's the only explanation. Sorry. I'm messing with you. I'm not messing (laughs) with you. Um, Who would you give it to? 
who would uh, Florian Zeller and Christopher Hampton for the father, or I would also give it to Chloe Zhao for Nomadland over that. Sorry. Listeners, can I just say something to you in my hungry state? And who knows what's going to come out of my mouth? Uh-oh. Totally unprofessional. The father, if you don't go see that, shame on you. Mm. <laughs> shame. <laughs> no, I mean it. Not, I'm not in shame, but like the father is such an experience. Yes. That I guarantee you that when you go back and look at this list, you're going to go, what? Yeah. And don't worry, everybody. We will have our own picks for all of this in a separate episode. It's coming. Again, I would put The Father in No Man Land clearly over the trial of the Chicago 7. Clearly. Uh, promising Young Woman. Uh, okay. What's next? You know, not bad. I mean, emerge if we're going to go the emerging route. Mm-hmm. No hate to Emerald. Emerald is great. Emerald uh, works in a lot of TV and does great work. Yes, she does. Emerald was, remember, Tell Camilla her who she is. in The Crown. This woman is, is a talent. She is an artist. But Promising Young Woman is getting all of this love. And for me, I don't get it. It did not land for me. I mean, you get you get it. Well, but you know what I it, mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just making sure. Yeah. Because already, you know. Who knows? Um, maybe they sent, maybe Emerald sent fennel dishes to the awards people here. I have no idea. <laughs> well, I'm wondering what, you know, Sorkin, I mean, if we're Netflix, where did they do? Dave to Chicago? I don't know. Maybe I, Sorkin wrote them all, you know, a wonderful letter. It's writing from Aaron Sorkin. Well, but side. let's stop. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Listeners, realize Aaron Sorkin is a tour de force. I mean, he is. He's brilliant. He's one of the most brilliant and prolific TV writers and yeah. screen screen writers. Whatever. He he is. He is the David Mamet of our era. Yes. So, you know, we're not No, kidding. Aaron Sorkin is brilliant. Period. West the West With, Wing. Yeah. I, I mean, social network and so on and so forth. I mean, you could just go down the list, but the yeah. town of Chicago 7, it's it's fine. Like it's not a bad movie. No, but all right. Well, we'll move on to the best motion picture, foreign language, which caught a lot of yeah. attention from one of the specific um, films that we'll talk. Another round, which I haven't seen that. Did you see that? No, I haven't. That's your boy in it from Hannibal. Yes, Hannibal. Hannibal. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he's, you know, about drinking and stuff. I, I, I will see it. I will see it before the Oscars. This is Spanish, right? Or mm-hmm. is this Italian? Spanish. What is it? Llorona. Okay. Llorona. Oh, it's yo. It's yo. L L yo. La Llorona. Okay, mm-hmm. I was going way more Italian. <laughs> you know, it depends um, on the, the dialect of the Spanish. They say the double L in different ways. Say it again, critic. You could say Llorona, Llorona, or Llorona. Oh, wow. Oh. The, the Life Ahead and... Um, Minari and two of us. Yeah. And the winner goes to Minari. Now, what we said it was controversial was that this comes to us from A24, but it also comes to us from Plan B. And it's super important to pay attention to that because Plan B has become a sure bet for nominations and best picture. I mean, they know what they're doing. Yes. You got Brad Pitt and team behind that. Yes. And A24, of course. Now, the creatives 
actors and director and writer and all that stuff had a problem with them being in this category and felt it should have been more in the just normal category. But notice it says foreign language. It was not in English in its entirety. And to me, it was very smart for them to put them here because this is a sure way for them to guarantee a specific slot when it comes to other wards and attention. Because ultimately that's what you want and what a fine, fine film. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the, their their problem was that they were saying that this is an American film. Just because it's in a foreign language doesn't mean it's not American. That's the point that this is American. So that's their argument. Well, but, but it's called foreign language. So, you know. <laughs> I'm neither agreeing nor disagreeing. That is their argument. Um, now, Best Actress in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy, Maria Bakalova for Borat's subsequent movie film, Kate Hudson for Music, which everyone went, oh, what? Michelle Pfeiffer for French Exit, Rosamund Pike for I Care A Lot, and Anya Taylor-Joy for Emma. The winner is Rosamund Pike. Boy, she's everywhere, isn't she? She is. I can't say that I saw everything in this category. I saw most. That's I all have I have no to say. Opinion with this. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't Love I, have, I did not I didn't see one of these. Mm-hmm. So, it, we did we have a review of I care a lot. So if you search through listeners, you can hear the critic giving a really quite frankly, it was a, it was raw. It was a very very poignant <laughs> review of what he thought of the movie and you know, whether you like these people or not or you know. Yeah. I don't know, but she took it away, and that's Netflix again. So, hmm. yep. Best actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. <laughs> Sasha's back, Baron Cohen, um, with Barat. James Corden for the prom, which was controversial. I don't yep. know why, because I did not see the prom. Lin Manuel Miranda for Hamilton. Now, for me, that is controversial for Hamilton, and I have a very strong opinion about Hamilton being in the mix. Not because it's not good. Right. But because of other things. But uh, Dave Patel for The Personal History of David Copperfield and Andy Samberg mm-hmm. for Palm Springs. And it mm-hmm. goes to... Are we surprised, Sasha? He takes it again for Barat. And quite frankly, that character in what he has to do, everybody doesn't have lines. He doesn't hardly have any lines. He's got an agenda and he goes in. And so he's riffing and playing off of what's given to him with real people. Right. So I have to say, find improv skills. So we're going to call this a comedy and it's improv. Nobody on this list is doing it better. Yeah, exactly. Um, The whole James Corden thing is the character he plays in the prom and how he plays it. He's playing a gay man and... He's not gay and people weren't really happy with the choices there. The problem is the prom ain't good. Well, we've seen how many films this year. Kate Winslet isn't gay. Yes. Saoirse Ronan's not Mm -hmm. gay. But the way, again, it's the way he played the role. I'm just saying what they say. The way he played the role. And what I'm saying is... It was bad. See, that's the problem. It, the movie. <laughs> so if he bad. did it, if the movie was great and he still played it the same way, we wouldn't have a problem. Okay, he might, I, gotcha. I don't know. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so best motion picture, musical, or comedy. Borat, subsequent movie film. Hamilton. Ugh, I just, 
Palm Springs, music, and the prop. See, what is happening, everybody, is this. There isn't a lot of inventory this year for some of these no. categories. We really didn't need them to separate, Ref, in my opinion, the films into musical comedy and drama. They should have just had one thing because you don't have enough in musical comedy for all of these nominations. But the winner is Borat's subsequent movie film, which for me, I watched the first Borat and I found it hilarious. Um, I started watching this. It, it, I just didn't need another one. I really did enjoy Palm Springs as a movie. Just like as That's a, good. It was, yeah, just watching it, you know, it was cool. Uh, and and Hamilton is that a movie or not? Like it, if it's in the category, <laughs> out of what I saw in this, because uh, the only one I didn't see was music, because I do value my time. So out of the four I saw, Hamilton's the one that comes back to me first. Uh, but you I know, have, whatever. The, the only thing I have to go on record to say this, and not not record to to slam or criticize and it will come across that I am but I don't mean it with that intent there's a library in New York City that you can go to this specific library it's on Lincoln Center mm -hmm. and if you have a library card you can go into the special room where you cannot take anything out and you really shouldn't be bringing anything in and you can go and watch all the archived musicals and plays that have premiered on Broadway, off-Broadway, opera, ballets, anything that happened in New York that was filmed for archival purposes, you can go and watch it. So let's say, um, it's a long-winded explanation, I wasn't able to see Aida. <laughs> I just went to the library. Oh. And went into, yeah. and wa I watched All many. I have to do. Yes, it's the original cast. <laughs> yeah, the original yeah. cast, I meant. Yes, That's Heather Headley. And, and, they, and they filmed the original cast. Yes. And it goes all the way back to like, oh, into the 50s, you know. Yeah. Or, it, so it's a wealth of stuff. Said all of that. That is what Hamilton is. The medium isn't film and TV. The medium is an archive preservation. That film will be in that archive. So it's a documentation of another medium. It wasn't written for the for TV mm -hmm. or for um, big and small screen. So what? Why is it in this category? Just because that archived recording? Because we have Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, mm -hmm. which is a play. Yeah, but it was written for yeah. So anyway, that's my opinion. yeah. Well, I mean, I guess they would say that it's a little different because it wasn't one performance. They edited all the stuff together. You have all of these different camera setups that they would do that's different from what they do normally for in that front archive. of a live audience, I I, though. Indeed, I'm trying to give these people's arguments here. I, you know, I, I'm, not, you know, that's what they would say. But um, what's next? <laughs> and listen i look you know you have your opinions and i have mine and we express them yeah. no i'm not giving I'm my opinion like, that's I'm, what they would say again i'm not oh, giving mine at all <laughs> okay well I, you know i got so uh worked up that i don't even, i'm scrolling there we are okay so here we go to best actress in a motion picture drama we have now this is the big one you know this is you know they save it toward the end we're revving up to the end yeah uh Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. There's no really real surprise there. She's 
you know, we expected that to happen. Mm-hmm. Andra Day for the United States versus Billie Holiday. Vanessa Kirby in Pieces of a Woman. If you do go watch that, make sure you take a bath and break at one point because it's a lot happening in that one. Frances McDormand, um, Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. It goes to Andra Day for Lee Daniels, the United States <laughs> versus Billie Holiday. Listen, when I watched this, I literally thought, oh, this is a Jennifer Hudson moment. Like, you're mm-hmm. going to sweep. You are going to sweep. Because the fact of the matter is, with all of these actresses who are brilliant, every one of these actresses in this category had to bring something very dark and deep, whether it's open grief, boiling grief underneath, and you just kind of you know, have it out through tasks, you know, you're just mm-hmm. keeping yourself busy, Francis McDormand, whether it's a grief of a loss of a friend, so it's revenge, whether it's a grief of being a gay black woman in the 20s, never respected, like all of them had to p- play this grief. But Andra Day, I couldn't find a moment. Because, you know, I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking. I didn't see her. I did not see Andra Day. I saw Frances McDormand. I saw Carrie Mulligan. Um, what I could make through <laughs> Vanessa. I saw fine acting and riveting performances. Andra Day just was Billie Holiday. Yeah. And I don't know if that's because we don't know her work as mm-hmm. an actress. But even if that's true, the singing? Yeah. The singing? Look, Andra Day is playing... You know, one of the people who inspired her as an artist, Billie Holiday. For me in this category, you can't go wrong with Andra or Francis. I agree with what the ref is saying that you can see Francis, but I don't mind that because that's acting. Like the thing in Francis's performance, you see her as the character. Whereas like the ref is saying for Andra Day, you don't see Andra, well, whoever Andra Day is, we don't know, like you were saying. But for us as viewers, we see Billie Holiday. So I, I appreciate both of their performances. I'm so happy for Andra Day. Congratulations to you. You deserve all of it. Best actor in a motion picture drama, Mr. Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal. The late great Chad Bozeman from My Rainey's Black Bottom. Anthony Hopkins, sir. King Anthony right. Hopkins. Forget it. Yeah. Emperor whoa, whoa. of the universe, Anthony Hopkins whoa. for whoa. the father. <laughs> Pope. Taped. Uh, <laughs> Gary Oldman for Bank and Taharahim for the Mauritanian. Now, this is a category. Yeah, if there and is the, a category, this yeah. is it. And the winner is Chadwick for Ma Rainey. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, for obvious reasons, that's going to be the case. I do have to say, outside of that, outside of recognizing Chadwick, Anthony Hopkins and the father will teach all of us what humanity is about. That's just what it is. I'm sorry. I loved Riz and Sound of Metal. I thought Tahar, like almost like Andra Day, had to act his way through a bunch of garbage. So for either of them to appear as wonderful actors within what they were in is a testament to their brilliance. And Gary Oldman is Gary Oldman. Like Mink wasn't for me, but okay. Gary Oldman is an actor. So Chadwick got it. We are we are sad that it was under these circumstances. We miss Chadwick. But I'm telling y'all, this category is tough. 
it's tough. It's a tough category. I will say, I'll go on record to say this was Chadwick's finest performance for me mm -hmm. um, that I've seen him do. And he's done some great work. Um, and what a way to remember him. I remember when um, Heath Ledger had died and The Dark mm -hmm. Knight had come out and it was just the best work he had done. Yeah. And it was such a fine way and a classy way yes. to not just go, oh, let's give it to this person because, but legit. And this category is going to be tough. And it's the race is going to get tougher and finer and more, more challenging as they go through, you know, the SAG and the, you know, other awards ceremonies. So hats off to Chadwick's. Um, legacy and yes. fans and family. I will I echo you. The father was the, the Anthony Hopkins performance was amazing. Tahar was Riz. All of them, just everybody was brilliant yeah. in what they did. Yeah. Best director. Now this is a very coveted, obviously, position, and I think this is a first mm, where mm -hmm. we've had three female directors. Yeah. Um, at the helm, um, Emerald Fen Fennel for Promising a Woman. David Fincher for Mank. Regina King, directorial debut, feature-wise. Wow. Gets nominated one night in Miami. Aaron Sorkin, you know, we look at him more of as a writer, but he's, he's you know, directed several things. Uh, the Trial of the Chicago 7 and Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. And Chloe walks away with it. Yeah. And I honestly wholeheartedly agree with this regina king though girl you're one to watch mm. but chloe really had to take nothing yeah and make something and what i mean by that listeners is i'm not saying that she didn't have a script you know there wasn't anything yeah. it wasn't improv but it it was in a sense that she took real life real people who really lived those lives and there is one particular moment that really didn't have to do with Frances McDormand. I mean, she was there where one of the real life folks yeah. had to talk about the reason why they lived their life there. And it was a beautiful moment mm -hmm. that I don't know as a director, I, I'm curious to see how she created that atmosphere for that real person to be that vulnerable enough to have that moment captured yeah, yeah. and that, i believe you're talking about swanky in the movie and, and these are their real names as well i agree as well with chloe's win here i applaud it this is the kind of movie and we were talking about this before we recorded ref this is the kind of movie where you can watch it and not even see that it's work it's that kind of work but there's so much going on there regina king, i mean just regina king one night in miami man it was basically, you know, it was a play. You you can hear our review. You can go through and listen to it. It was a play. The playwright turned it into um, a screenplay. And the challenge about this play is, or, or any play that you film, is that the majority of the conversation takes place in one room. For most parts, that's how you have to do it in plays. Yeah. And for the movie, it took place in a hotel room. How in the world do you make that interesting? <laughs> she found it. Yeah. She found it and she nailed it and she gave us a light to some of the most legendary characters and people. And 
I just want more of her. But Chloe, congrats to you. And wow, what a proud moment to have three women uh, directors. It is about time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, final category, best motion picture drama, The Father, whose director, Florian Zeller, I would have nominated, but anyway. What? Uh, just, you know, what do I know? <laughs> the ref they didn't fly him to, that took place in Paris. They could have did a twofer. <laughs> Oh, okay. it did take place in Paris, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. He's Parisian. So the father... Or maybe not. He's from France. I don't know. So the father is nominated for Best Motion Picture Drama and also nominated Mank, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. Winner is Nomadland. You know what? Let me mm-hmm. tell you all this. Nomadland is a beautiful movie. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about it. Where... And I think you said this earlier, Ref. Chloe took real actors. Okay, you have Francis McDormand, you have David Strathairn, some just towering actors and real people, and they fit in the same world. But the father took me to its world. I enjoyed both. I think I just, I watched Nomad Land again, so it's fresh in my mind. But the father, hmm. And I don't, I, I don't know about some of these other movies, to be honest. Nomadland was for me, and I've gone, I've said it before, not here, but if in the review, it is the classic indie movie. Like you, mm. it, it, if you were to make a checklist, yeah, of an indie movie that's going to get awards, it fits the category, it fits the bill. It is very good work, but like I said before in this recording, for this particular season of awards good work is great to see because sometimes it's hard to find it yeah but impactful the father hands down like not even a not even we're not even having a conversation for me i literally walked away from that film with such deep empathy for people suffering from any form of dementia and it didn't come because i was watching it you know, oh, oh my God, that's terrible. Right. It was because I was in it. Mm-hmm. You didn't know what was real. That feeling of anxiety, I was feeling my my armpits were sweating. Yes. Yes. I was like, wait, am I crazy? I thought I thought we were talking about, I thought we were in this apartment. And I didn't stop to rewind to go back. I was mm-hmm. just like, and then by the time you get to the end, because the performances were so amazing and everything, I questioned like, you know, I can't mm-hmm. even imagine to mention, like, if you're hungry, nothing, words go like this. Yeah. And reality is sort of like, I, that's the way I felt about The Father. And so congrats to Nomadland because it is beautiful work that you're not going to see unless you're looking. But I would recommend The Father to anybody. Nomadland, I think it has to be a specific person for me. Mm-hmm. But what a year in film and television. Some of this stuff came out, had to be pulled out, you know, during the coronavirus outbreak in various parts of the country. And they had to do a lot of work to get some of these films, take theaters to qualify, yes. you know, drive-ins or what have you. I know it was a very difficult year. And if this represents what we can do in this kind of difficulty, yeah. I'm very, very proud to be part of this community. It's astounding. Say, it really is it's astounding. Ast- Hats off. I-, I will say, as someone who will come for y'all, honestly, out of love uh, to Hollywood. Wow. I mean, to now ref see everything come together and see what the choices are. This is stellar. 
So hats off, applause, applause, applause. Congrats. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.